Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslovsky. This episode is all about promises and rituals, so hopefully you'll dig it enough to make this podcast one of your rituals. This is episode number 68. Thank you so much for joining me today and giving me your time and attention. I'm back again to lay down another groovy audio track for you because you are the wind beneath my podcasting wings. Did I already do that one? I don't know, but it's true. It's totally true. You are so important to the show, to me. I'm just grateful for your presence. And I'll tell you what, this show just went over 200,000 downloads. 200,000 downloads, and your help has enabled me to build some of this great momentum. Man, ah, thanks for being much more than number, you know, much more than just a subscriber. Whether it's an iTunes or Stitcher or RSS, it doesn't matter. I'm just really grateful for how this community pushes me to experiment, uh, be consistent, and occasionally, well, or more than occasionally, get downright funky. I'm also grateful for this recent iTunes review from Debbie. Debbie wrote, and I quote, Many of us that have bought into consumerism and the American way have created a stressful, unfulfilling life in which there is no room for the experiences that renew our spirits and broaden our minds. Through the simple act of sharing experience, Smart and Simple Matters gives us permission and teaches us how to let go of the unnecessary standards, expectations, and a whole lot of excess stuff that is weighing us down and holding us back from practicing creativity and enjoying our lives. Well, Debbie, (laughs) the only thing that's holding me back from giving you a hug right now is that uh, you're not standing next to me. Of course, that's more my issue than yours, but thank you for that review and for sharing the power of our cultural lifestyle on iTunes or anywhere else. Okay, this episode is in large part about promises, and I've been promising you for the past couple of episodes of this show that I would give you an update on what's up, what's going down in my life. Promise is about to be fulfilled. So first of all, my littlest dude, Clark, who is now a 17-month-old, walking, talking, rambling, stumbling, babbling dude uh, as of publishing this episode, which is late February 2015, Uh, he's just, he's amazing. He gave up crawling about two weeks ago, and it's just been super duper fun to see him toddling all around the house. Grant, who is now, he's getting close to four and a half, uh, I forget because it was about three years ago, just how much joy there is in these little kids. They're literally having a whole new perspective on the world, and it's really cool to see Clark's exploration. Kind of on a bummer note, though, uh, I missed National Hugging Day on January 21st. Can you believe it? I missed a dude like me who loves to hug it out, missed National Hugging Day. To my credit, I didn't even know it existed, until my man Jeff Sanquist over at coffeebaconbooks.com made me aware of it. Don't worry, Jeff and everybody else. I have it on my calendar for next year, and I hope you do too. January 21st, people. I love me some hugs, and if you see me on that day, you will be getting one. 
All right, let's see. Uh, what else? Uh, well, uh, the aforementioned Jeff Sandquist and his co-host, Anthony Ongaro, had our fourth Simple Rev Local Gathering in the Twin Cities last week, and it was the best one yet. Uh, the generosity, uh, the energy, the intention, the ideas among the 15 of us who connected there, it was awesome. Uh, the Simple Rev Brain Trust, which includes me uh, and Sarah Wakecamp, Andre Imstall, we are really keen to start up more local groups at the intersection of simple living and community building. So if you're digging it, send me an email at joel at simplerev.com. That's S-I-M-P-L-E-R-E-V.com if you'd like to get some Simple Rev action going in your area. And you know what? If you want to get two days of Simple Rev action in my area, the Twin Cities in Minnesota, the United States of America, tickets for our Simple Rev 2015 event are now available to the public. Woo! Yeah! And they are at simplerev.com slash tickets. Joshua Becker is going to be in the house again, along with, we, we got some newcomers too, uh, Mark and Angel Chernoff, Farnoosh Brock, Donnie McLurkin, that is just for starters. So it's going down October 2nd and 3rd at the McNamara Alumni Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The response the response so far from our returning Simple Rev 2014 participants and uh, some folks, some first-timers, these upcoming participants, it has been sweet. Man, okay, I'm doing a lot of deep breath, breathing and man and, and taking a step back. I promise I'll be done with that pretty soon. Promise, huh? It's the theme. You can get a whole lot more context and grooviness of our Simple Rev 2015 event at simplerev.com slash tickets if you want it. The last thing I want to note is that a bunch of us celebrated the one-year anniversary of my book, Experience Curating, Getting Published. Uh, That was on February 18th, 2014, and the anniversary, of course, February 18th, 2015, we celebrated with a bang. I'll put a link to the announcement blog post that I put on Value of Simple in the show notes for this episode, but here is the dealio in a nutshell. The book has been downloaded almost 10,000 times from Value of Simple and Amazon, and it's inspiring people to capture, organize, and share anything to improve uh, pretty much anything. I, I gotta tell you, the success of this book, it has just taken me by surprise, completely taken me by surprise. And I really, I gained a ton of personal curating insight over these past 12 months since I published the original version, and I've been motivated by readers, maybe even you specifically, who challenged me to improve experience curating. So I released a major updated version of the book on its one-year anniversary, and this thing is, wow, uh, I could not be prouder right now. I added numerous new examples to make some uh, abstract concepts more practical and actionable. I completely rewrote a couple of chapters that I really, really wasn't happy with in the original version. So much better now. Uh, Restructured and expanded some chapters on curating tools based on a conversation with my curating superhero, a dude named Robin Good over at Master New Media. Uh, And I made the book a, a bit more serious, just just a bit more serious, but I left in the fun and there's plenty of Joel left in there. Uh, This Amazon promo that I ran uh, recently, a 99 cent digital copy uh, promo for a few days to get the book into more people's hands, 
people like their 99 cent books on Amazon. That's all I got to say. Uh, it's the, the promo is gone now, but it's still worth checking out this experience curating business. If you want, you can get that at valueofsimple.com slash ECB. Echo Charlie Bravo. I'll be announcing when the print and audio versions are ready to our Value of Simple email subscribers, and it's going to be soon. It's going to be real soon. As always, you can join our insider email community at valueofsimple.com slash newsletter. Okay, I know, that was a lot. It's time for the heart of the show, though, and this one, it's a dandy. Yep, it's a dandy. First, I'm going to cover why developing and nurturing a set of morning rituals is so dang important. Then I'll talk about how I do it, complete with a full reading of my private morning promises that I now make to myself every day. And last, I'll discuss some great resources for you to start or cultivate your own morning rituals. You ready for this? I'm pretty sure you're ready for this. Here we go. Now, maybe it's just the circles that I run in, but there seems to be this huge and growing emphasis these days on morning rituals. Uh, I listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast, and he asks all his guests, what is your morning routine? What are those non-negotiable rituals that you do that prepare you for anything for the rest of the day? Um, I recently read snippets of a, a book. It's called The Miracle Morning. After hearing Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, another podcast that I love, uh, talked to the author of The Miracle Morning, a guy named Hal Elrod. It just seems to be everywhere, um, this, gr- this growing shift towards people really prioritizing themselves and therefore being able to help others and deal with the day much better by establishing those set of morning rituals, whatever they happen to be. Uh, and for, so, you know what, let's take a step back. Let's talk about, just for a moment, the importance of a set of morning rituals, because I know it's not a given for a lot of people. I, as far as I go, I didn't really understand their value. I didn't really understand how I could integrate it into the flow of my life, into the flow of my day until very recently. I want to make sure that you, you get it too, at least to a certain extent. So first of all, I want to clarify, at least from my perspective, I'm, I'm talking about rituals, not a routine. Because to me, a routine, it's something that's done consistently, but it's not necessarily done mindfully, and it's not necessarily developed with intention. So what I used to do for a long, long time, wake up, come downstairs, have breakfast, brush my teeth, uh, get the boys ready to go to school, and then kind of float into my day. Uh, a ritual, on the other hand, though, again, I've designed this from scratch with the help of all these different resources, a lot of which I'm going to share in this episode Uh, It's just a completely different animal. So you can have these set of rituals. It doesn't need to take place first thing in the morning. A a late morning, uh, an afternoon, or an evening set of rituals is absolutely better than no rituals at all. But in this Smart and Simple Matters episode, I'm talking specifically about morning rituals, those things that you do first thing in the morning. So speaking of first, um, morning rituals, I know... They're, they vary, and I'll get into what that might look like a little bit so that perhaps you can borrow from some of other people's ideas. But these are really these are the things that we often just set aside 
that they're the first things to go when we get busy, when we get stressed, uh, when we wake up a little bit later than we intended to. But these are also the same rituals that give us the most strength for the day, the ones that center us, the ones that prepare us for whatever comes our way, you know, whether it's expected or not. Uh, and the specific actions that you do that are part of your rituals, those aren't what's most important. It's about the intention behind them. I'll say it one more time because that's incredibly important. Rituals are not about what you do. They are about why you do them, the intention behind them. Really, it's the ability to start your day deliberately, peacefully, and with gratitude, which are all things that can carry over into the rest of your day. I found, and hopefully you have too already, that these meaningful morning rituals, really, they truly are the difference between feeling like the day is speeding up almost instantly, like the second that you get out of bed, or your day's slowing down to match the rhythm of what you want life to be. Uh, Think about it. So it's the difference between um, checking in on what's going on in the outside world first, uh, email, Facebook, reading the news or something else, versus checking in on what's going on inside you, which, of course, in my opinion, is more valuable and important. You You can choose to do what's best to accomplish during the day before the day even really starts. That's the great thing about it. And I've found that how I start the day is often how I end the day. And planting those seeds in the morning grows into something great throughout the day. Because I gotta tell you, if, if I don't give my mind, my body, and my spirit that, that figurative water and sunlight and air to breathe right away, then they and I am at risk of decaying, deteriorating throughout the day. And of course, that's the last thing that I want. I wanna build through the day. I want to grow through the day. I want to feel like uh, I'm in a better spot at the end of the day than I was at the start of it. Morning rituals help me do that, and they've been helping billions of people do this over the course of centuries. It's not like this is a new concept. This has been going on for a long, long time. I'm just giving you my spin on morning rituals. Next, and this one's really important as well, You probably know this, at least intellectually, but maybe you haven't really internalized it. I'm still working on internalizing it too, but I realize that our reality is shaped almost entirely by our expectations, our beliefs, and our thoughts. So I ask myself, why would I not shape and reshape and continue to sculpt my expectations, my beliefs, my thoughts on a daily basis. If this is what determines who I am, what I represent, the kind of value that I can bring to the world, why wouldn't I do this daily? Uh, logically, you know, the best time of day to, to figure out who you are, what you represent, what you will do, it's first thing after you wake up. Before the kids wake up, before the internet starts to intrude on you, before work starts occupying your time and your thoughts, everything else just shows up so quickly to disrupt or reorient how you know you want your day to play out unless you tackle those morning rituals first. There's a ton more, ton more that could be said about just this this critical nature of morning rituals, but I'm going to let you explore more of that on your own because I want to shift into how I do it. And and that's not because I have uh, this ritual thing down or I want you to do it the same way that I do it, but
I'm, I'm doing this to illustrate the evolving, the intentional and mostly organic way that I'm trying to figure out this stuff myself. And hopefully you'll figure it out and we'll go on a cool journey together. All right, so let's shift into how I do it. My morning ritual, at least for the past few months, has started with meditation. It's something that I've been doing off and on for the past couple of years, mostly off, to be honest, uh, until I incorporated it as part of my morning ritual. Uh, I've been doing it for 10 minutes as the first thing I do when I wake up for the past few months, and it is just fantastic. There were so many people who have been banging the drum over the past series of months and years to get me to finally make meditation a habit. Uh, One of them is Christopher Carter of This Epic Life. Awesome dude. Uh, And just an amazing yogi and just mindful force of nature. Uh, There's a lot of positive psychology people that I read and listen to who are also banging that drum. Uh, A lot of podcasters and bloggers that I really respect all were saying the same thing, that meditation, it was their pillar. It was the cornerstone of their day and of what grounded them, what centered them, what got them focused, what got them productive. Uh, it's just, there's so much scientific research now too. Uh, so from an emotional perspective, I get it. From a logical perspective, I'm also on board. Combining those two has finally turned that habit, that meditation habit, into part of my morning ritual. As for how I do it, uh, I started off, there's this app It's called Headspace. Uh, Actually, I I interviewed the co-founder of Headspace, a guy named Andy Pudicombe. Uh, It was a fantastic Smart and Simple Matters episode. And if you want, you can listen to me and Andy talk about mindfulness, uh, meditation, and what he calls Headspace at valueofsimple.com slash SASM040. It was really good, but the Headspace, at least, I wasn't looking for some kind of paid subscription service to meet my mindfulness needs. Now, back to Christopher Carter. He has this excellent and free email series on his website, This Epic Life, which I'm going to link to in the show notes, and I would recommend to anyone. Um, so based on that email series about mindfulness and meditation, I downloaded an app to my smartphone. You can get it on Android and iOS. It's called insight timer and of course it'll be in the show notes here's how i use it and how i'm currently meditating so i wake up at 5 55 a.m come downstairs i drink a half a glass of water and then i go into our basement close the door behind me so that my golden retriever emski doesn't follow me down because he follows me everywhere Uh, and i I just don't want him up in my business, which he will be. Uh, I go onto the couch. I bundle myself up in a blanket on the couch because I live in Minnesota and it's the wintertime. It's it's a bit chilly in our basement. And then I start this pre-programmed insight timer session on my phone. Close my eyes. I get completely still and then breathe through my nose very audibly and then exhale. Uh, And this Insight Timer app, it has all these different kinds of bells. If you get the paid version, which is only $3, you can um, set the number of bells, how long they reverberate. It's, It's really cool. There's a community aspect to it as well. So I start with two bells, and then I have a different bell than the starting and ending one. It goes off every minute to make sure that my mind doesn't float too far away. Again, I'm, I'm a few months into it, 
it's still hard. I think that's the point of it. And I do it because it's hard, because it's challenging. Uh, and it's like just this exercise is not the appropriate metaphor for it. I mean, sometimes it feels like, you know, I'm, I'm lifting, I'm lifting, and then I'm trying to bring myself back with my breath. And uh, it's, I, I really can't quantify what it's done for me, but that's not the point. The point is to start the day with silence, to start the day with calmness. I love starting the day with darkness, being in my basement where there's no light. Uh, it's just wonderfully centering uh, and just, I, I really need quiet in my morning. I've always been that way and meditation really helps me achieve that that deep-seated need but in a very intentional way. So the next thing that I do, or at least that I've been trying to do is visualization. And I'll admit, I have no idea what I'm doing yet. Like none. But that's how I spend the next roughly, I don't know, maybe five minutes after meditating because I'm already comfortable. I already have my eyes closed. I'm distraction-free. I'm cozy. And what I'm trying to do, again, I got to learn more. I got to research more. I got to systematize this visualization, if you will. What I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to envision me on stage at South by Southwest in Austin with a thousand people listening to my experience curating talk, all just raving and clapping and like, woo, Joel, you're amazing. It's very process oriented. Like for me to achieve the things that I want, to be the kind of person that I want, I'm thinking about instead of being on stage giving a talk, I'm thinking about the process of creating that talk, you know, looking at a Microsoft Word document, um, putting together the visuals that complement that, that process that goes into putting me in position to be the kind of person I want to be or to deliver the kind of value that I want to deliver. Still working on the visualization thing, but I'm looking to expand it. And if you have any tips, I am all ears. Make sure that you put them in the comments of the show notes for this episode, or you can hit me up on Twitter or anywhere else. I'd love to know what works for you. I'd also love to know what's scientifically proven uh, when it comes to visualization. The third thing on my list of morning rituals are what I call morning promises. Uh, and they originally started off as affirmations. And, and I know there are lots of people who do affirmations. They seem great, but there are a lot of things that I want to say to myself that don't start with I am or I will. Uh, I know it sounds negative in nature, but a lot of what I need to say to myself on a daily basis is I'm not the kind of person who insert stuff here, which I'll get into in a little bit, Um, or I won't do this destructive behavior or have these kinds of damaging thoughts. So instead of affirmations, uh, I do promises. And I'm going to do a little experiment here on the show. (laughs) This is uh, a little scary, but I'm going to read you my actual private morning promises. It's going to take a little while, fair warning, uh, but my intention is to have you learn something from the structure, the, the content of the promises, or the vision that I have for what my life could be if I keep my promises to myself. And you may recognize some of these promises because uh, I've adapted some of them from quotes or people you may know or pay attention to as well have been an inspiration for some of these in terms of modifying their words. But overall, this is a mostly organic original document that's roughly broken up into categories about um, my internal talk 
uh, how I deal with food, simple living, all of these major themes in my life, um, at least the ones that make sense inside my own head, you know, relationships and compassion. So with all that said, I'm going to hit it. I hope you not necessarily enjoy these, but appreciate them and get something good out of it. Okay, here goes. Joel Edward Zeslovsky's Intentional, Authentic, and Non-Negotiable Daily Promises. I have the ability to create the person I want to be and deserve to be. I will think and act like a primal, intentional, and grateful human today. I have a vision, I know where I'm going, and I won't let social norms or money stop me from continuing my personal renaissance. I've used stress as an opportunity for growth, a way to teach others how to handle it, and a chance to reset with deep breaths. My thoughts or their deliberate absence drive everything I do and will be. Therefore, I will sculpt them like a fine artist. My brain, stomach, and almost everything else inside me have evolved to be pessimists. I will constantly show them why they don't have to be fearful anymore. I will experiment, accept awkward and slow growth, and continue habits that I can carry with me wherever I go and with whomever is present. I will build the legacy I want with consistent and conscious actions. I will practice being awesome at sleep, both quality and quantity, and I will prioritize it almost everything else. I will be generous with myself and exceptionally generous to others. Every cent, second, and unit of energy I spend comes out of a large but finite pile of all the cents, seconds, and energy that will ever be available to me. I will learn new things today and never become stagnant. I will unlearn and let go of old things that hold me back so I don't blindly follow the plan. I will not be a victim of my past or anyone else's. Change is constant, change is good, and it's my responsibility to initiate. I will not wait until things are broken or about to fall apart before adjusting course. I will do it, whatever it may be, because it is hard, because it challenges me. I don't put things in or on my body that are unhealthy to me or to the environment. I only ingest food and water that I know causes me to be more vibrant or confident. I will eat my values and vote for the food system I want with my fork, spoon, knife, and dollars. I will not let dark chocolate or other healthier substitutes for sugary junk be my crutch. I don't believe that everything is okay in moderation. Nobody but me can grant exceptions for a special occasion. I will go outside, even if it's below zero with crazy wind, or even if it's above 100 degrees and crazy humidity. I know what my body, mind, and spirit expect from me and I will give it to them. I am not separate from nature. I am a part of it, and it is a part of me. I will be silly and childlike in my wonder and amazement, and do things that people my age don't do. I will adventure and travel, 
even if it's only inside my head or on the internet. I will listen to my body during the day, embrace discomfort instead of hardening against it, and honor any signals of pain. I will break a mental sweat and a physical one too. I will take responsibility for my actions and be accountable for people who are representing me. I value outcome over income. I will train myself to work without motivation. I will plan, be process-oriented, and systematize because my success and the vitality of those who rely upon me depend on it. I know that big, sexy dreams are only accomplished one tiny, unsexy step at a time. I will not give the world permission to invade my brain until my most important work is done. I will do what lights me up with the people that light me up for the people who light me up. I understand that hard days prevent bad weeks and struggle-filled months prevent a lifetime of regret. I will kiss Melinda deeply, hug her strongly, respect her unconditionally, and find new ways to show and tell her that I love her. I will give Grant and Clark no buttons to push, only levers to pull that generate kindness. I will lead with I love you and say those words to every man, woman, child, animal, and living creature who deserves to know it. I will be deliberate in growing my current relationships and cultivating new ones. Maintenance is for things like gardens and machines, not humans. I will remember that other people care what I look like, eat, or say, even when I don't. I will make myself available to help others and will dismiss anyone who wastes my time, energy, or other resources. I believe that the commons and my communities are more important than any individual. I will shut up or step back when I sense I'm starting to dominate and not let my personality be an excuse for rudeness. I'll be humble with my influence and will share it freely. Wealth of any type, just as love, must be shared to be fully realized. I'll be happy for others' success and the first to congratulate them on it. I will see the good in others and not forget to see the good in myself. I get to decide whether I am hurt or offended by words or actions, not someone else. I cannot control others and realize there will be times when I can't control myself. I will consume less and create more. I believe that freedom is needing little and wanting less. I will show the world why the simple, sustainable choice is the best one. I believe that simple living is for everyone and unique to everyone. I know what's most important in my life, and I will remove anything that distracts me from it, like email, social media, food, or relationships. I will approach today flexibly and incorporate reflection, rejuvenation, slowness, silence, and bask in nothingness. I will find contentment on the inside. Every space is a meditative space if I bring a meditative mind to it. My actions will make the world a better place for future generations. I won't delay or skip what past Joel has determined are the most important actions that present Joel can take. Present Joel will not sell out future Joel. I won't borrow fleeting pleasures from future Joel and put him into physical 
emotional, spiritual, relational, or financial debt. I value future Joel as highly as I value current Joel. I will be careful with my words and thoughts without holding back how I feel. I may step in crap today, but it will not be my own. I will not disrespect myself with negative thoughts and actions. I will not say things to myself that I wouldn't say to someone else. I will notice my urges, experience them without judgment, try to understand them, and let the urges pass over and over if necessary without harmful action. I will accept others even when they don't accept me and even when they are openly hostile to me. I don't do things to non-humans that I wouldn't do to a human. I will not worry about the meaning of life. I will focus on the meaning of each moment because life changes minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. I will embrace death and not run from it. I am and everything else in the universe is temporary. I accept that and I am comforted by it. Life is a ready or not proposition. So instead of asking myself if I'm ready for this, I will ask, what if I've been preparing for this moment my entire life? Today doesn't have to be the best day ever, but it does have to be a good one. I will filter my decisions by how they help me and others. I will not reduce my decisions to how is this not hurting. I don't make decisions that are less bad than others. My short-term and long-term standard for life is optimal. I know that values and promises I fail to act upon are ultimately empty. This is who I, Joel Edward Zeslowski, am and what I represent to the world. I sign my name to these life-affirming words, commit to uphold them, and promise to read them aloud every morning. Whew. Oh, man. Uh, thank you for listening to those uh, and for honoring me with your attention. Um, I, I don't know what to think in terms of how people are going to respond, but there they go. Uh, I hope you learned something, and if you did, I'd love for you to tell me, you know, what did you learn? Did you pick up something specific that you can or will incorporate into a structured set of promises to yourself or maybe to your morning rituals? I'd love to have you just leave a comment in the show notes. If you'd like to share it with the Smart and Simple Matters crew at valueofsimple.com slash SASM068. And also, just let me know uh, if you'd like me to dig into any of those promises that you just heard me read. There is so, so much context behind each one, uh, and I'm probably willing to share it if I know what would be valuable to you. So that's really it for my morning ritual so far. Meditation, visualization, and my morning promises. Uh, What I'm planning to add soon, and again, I haven't mastered this. Uh, It's going to continue to evolve, and I'm I'm glad that it will. Uh, But what I'd like to add soon is maybe a few minutes of bodyweight exercises to um, physically activate my body, which of course helps the mind tremendously. I would like to incorporate intermittent fasting. Basically, um, I would like to shorten my eating window from about 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. and fast in the morning, uh, which I've done in the past and has been great. I haven't been able to make it part of my ritual yet. I'll work on that. Uh, Maybe read a little bit of a book or a blog post that is super important that I've already read. And then um, this one is 
this might be a weekly thing. I don't know that this would be a daily thing, but I'd really like to incorporate in terms of a ritual practice of uh, what I call practicing dying. And I know you're like, whoa, says Zeslowski. <laughs> Body weight exercises, meditation, reading, even fasting in the morning. Okay, okay, I, I can understand that. But uh, practicing dying, dude? <laughs> Really, I'm not here to cover the power and relevance of practicing dying in this episode, but I would recommend that you check out an article I wrote about the concept. It's called Practicing Dying to Simplify Living. I'll link to it in the show notes. (sighs) Okay, anywho, let's get into our next part of this episode, how to start a morning ritual and how other people do it. I'm going to go uh, kind of bang, bang, bang through this. It's not intended to be comprehensive. It's just intended to get your mind going, to get the ideas spinning, and pick out the one that seems like it might be most relevant to you. Um, So first, in terms of how to start, Courtney Carver over at Be More With Less, she's awesome. Um, I love everything that she's cranked out since I started paying attention to her a few years ago. She has a course, uh, and we talked about it a little bit. I interviewed her in Smart and Simple Matters episode 6, which you can get at valueofsimple.com slash SASM006. But she has this course. It's called How to Create a Meaningful Morning Routine. I've used it. Uh, I continue to reference it, and it is fantastic. Fantastic. If you want, you can explore it through my affiliate link, uh, which is at valueofsimple.com slash meaningful morning. Most of all, uh, I want you to pay attention to Courtney if she's your cup of tea because she gets it. Uh, she has flexibility. She allows you to craft this as just, she's kind of like this trusty guide. She takes your hand and she holds it the whole way, but you don't feel like she's squeezing too tight or that she's trying to make you go left or right. Great way to start uh, morning rituals and really wrap your head around it. Another way is uh, the James Clear method. James Clear, uh, I interviewed him as well. Uh, you can get that interview at valuesimple.com slash SASM017. But what I would recommend is uh, jamesclear.com. He has a newsletter, which is jamesclear.com slash newsletter. Subscribe to it. Uh, this dude is a habit master, humble, but just full of wisdom. Uh, Subscribe to this guy's RSS feed. It is totally worth it. And within a few articles, within a few emails, you are going to have a great idea of how this whole morning ritual stuff applies to your unique life, your unique rhythm, and the pressures that you face on a day-to-day basis. Another way is through the Zen Habit Method, uh, Leo Babauta, who is, he's kind of my grandmaster of habits. Uh, I'm going to link to two of his blog posts in the show notes. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm just going to link to them. I would highly, highly encourage you to read them. The first is called An Intentional Life, and it's about the intention behind all of these seemingly mundane, um, impractical things that we do it just really helps you get in the right mindset for morning rituals. And then the second blog post that he wrote is called Practicing Slowness and Being Present. I think that would be a great way for you to start to figure out, practically speaking, what a morning ritual looks like to you. Another way is through Hal Elrod. He, I think he's got this thing called the Miracle Morning. Both he and the Miracle Morning have... (laughs) 
they have a bit too much hype, but really, I can't argue with the effectiveness, uh, and it's worth looking into. Uh, the easiest way is to check out this concept in a blog post that he wrote. It's called The Six-Minute Miracle Morning. You can pretty much get the same Miracle Morning experience or better with less time and cheaper. If you read this blog post summarizing the how-to of his process, or he's got tons of free webinars or podcasts that he's been interviewed on. Uh, But this short post, it breaks down what he calls his savers process. So the first minute is silence. You imagine waking up in the morning and instead of just rushing carelessly into a hectic day, of course, you're just totally stressed and overwhelmed. Um, you imagine instead that you could spend that first minute just sitting in purposeful silence. You're calm, um, you're breathing deeply and slowly, maybe you're saying prayers, uh, maybe you're expressing gratitude, uh, um, you're just appreciating the moment uh, and the guidance that you're giving yourself for the day. could be meditation. Uh, the, the big part of it is starting with silence is being present in the now, calming your mind and relaxing into your body and into the day. Minute two would be affirmations or you know, what I like to reframe as promises. You, you pull out your daily promises. Maybe they're printed out and laminated so you can travel with them. Maybe they're on their computer. Uh, whatever they are, uh, you read them out loud from top to bottom. And reading them out loud is key. There's so much more powerful in doing these affirmations or doing these promises and saying them out loud. I've been doing it for three weeks now, and it makes a world of difference actually saying it and hearing yourself saying it and attaching your name to it than just simply reading them quietly. It it really reminds you how capable you are, how capable we all are uh, if we just give ourselves those promises and we and we commit to them, uh, that confidence that we get. So minute three, visualization. Again, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Uh, Hal has, says you close your eyes. Maybe you're looking at your vision board uh, and you just visualize. Uh, it, can, it can include your goals, uh, what it's going to look like or feel like when you reach them. Uh, visualize your day going super well. Uh, maybe you're visualizing yourself smiling and laughing with your family and friends, just rocking the heck out of work. And whatever it is, um, you feel what it's like. You see the process related towards um, having that kind of life, having that kind of purpose that you want. Minute four is what he calls scribing. You could pull out your journal, take a minute to write down what you're grateful for, what you're proud of, uh, the results that you're committed to creating for that day. I don't do it, but I definitely see the benefit of it. Uh, There's a lot of people I know who do what they call morning pages, just freestyle writing. Uh, The five-minute journal is also becoming really popular where people can just scribe or write uh, first thing in the morning or at the end of the day too. Uh, minute five of Hal's process in this you know, six-minute expedited version of his morning miracle is reading. He grabs a motivational book, uh, he invests one minute reading a page or two. You can revisit a great concept, learn a new idea. F- the focus, just really focus on what you can implement into that day itself. And then the last part is exercise. Do some jumping jacks for 60 seconds, uh, get your heart rate going, maybe some, uh, some squats, Uh, jogging in place, push-ups, whatever you can do wherever you are, something to get you energized, physically activated, wake yourself up, and really increase your alertness and your focus for the day. So there are some resources to start your morning ritual if you need a starting place for your starting place. Uh, In terms of how other people do it, 
uh, one thing I would like, uh, Laura, who's a regular listener of the show, uh, and she's a creative force over at this solid website. It's called simplyclearly.com. She recently wrote a blog post about how she does her morning rituals and the difference between routines and rituals. Uh, first, she wakes up and then she just lays in bed quietly for 10 minutes. Then she gets a drink of water uh, and starts her coffee. She sets a timer and then she does 20 minutes of meditation. And then um, she writes or does some type of reading related to her blog, uh, just some blog-oriented activity. And all this alone time before the world starts to intrude upon her priorities and her mind, it just really helps her clear her mind and feel that peace, feel that contentment as she's starting the day and getting ready for the morning before her kids wake up. (laughs) And Laura, I get it. Um, Getting all those things in before the kids wake up, it's a challenge, but it's a worthy challenge. And there's so many different ways. There's like a bazillion different variables in terms of what and the how-to when it comes to morning rituals. Some folks, they might need to wake up at 5 a.m., because they've got a two-hour ritual and they need that much time. Uh, Other people might only need 15 minutes. They're going to drink a glass of water. Maybe they're going to sit on the couch in silence, have some tea, accomplish part of an important task for the day. Other people, they step outside, they take a walk down the road and back, you know, and, and so on. I think you can get it. This is all customizable. This is all up to you to determine the actions. It's the ritual, the intention behind it, which is the key thing. What we're really trying to do here is we're trying to create a personal ceremony, you know, not in a, a religious sense, but in a, in a sacred sense. Like, this is non-negotiable. This is what I do. This is who I am. It's repeatable. It's travel-proof. It's the kind of thing where you say to yourself, there's no way that I'm not going to do this every morning And you can throw exceptions in there if you want. Maybe it's just during the weekday. And on the weekends, you do something different. I just, I really want to say, and I've experienced this, I know a lot of other people have, that great mornings, they aren't just for morning people. They're available to everyone. And if you don't have them regularly right now, you can start tomorrow. Rewind and listen to this again. There's a lot of good stuff in here. You deserve it. You absolutely, positively deserve to have morning rituals, to have an amazing morning, to set yourself up for success, whatever that looks like to you, and to really start the day deliberately, mindfully, positively, and just activated. Well, there you go. We just covered why developing and nurturing a set of morning rituals is so important, uh, how I do it along with my full morning promises. Still scary thinking about it, but I'm glad I did it. I hope you're glad I did it too. Covered a lot of resources to get you started if you need that kickstart and how um, some other folks, some other wonderful people like Laura over at simplyclearly.com do their morning rituals. I got to say, I dropped a ton of references and I listed a lot of resources in this episode. So make sure you check out the show notes at valueofsimple.com slash SASM068. You're going to find all of these things consolidated, categorized, and ready to click. That's how I do things around here. Uh, All right. And also, I know I covered this at the top of the show, but seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you again 
for helping Smart and Simple Matters get to 200,000 downloads and counting. Debbie, thank you for your iTunes review. Clark, my little dude, I'm grateful that you're a fun, talking, walking, babbling guy. Uh, National Hugging Day, I'll embrace you in 2016 on January 21st. Anthony and Jeff, thank you, fellas, for continuing to host our great Simple Rev local gatherings in the Twin Cities. And if you want to join us Simple Revers in Minneapolis on October 2nd and 3rd for two days of what I would best describe as an intentional, delightful, and meaningful grooviness, you can get your ticket for Simple Rev 2015 right now at simplerev.com slash tickets. Oh, one more thing. Happy anniversary, experience curating. Woo! If you like this episode and the quirkiness that goes along with producing them, woo, share it and show your friends and family that you appreciate them and that you're going to give them the good stuff that's going to help them as well. I'm grateful for your support in whatever way you choose to dish it out. It's now time for your partner in simplifying to sign off again. You've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zaslowski, creator of All Things Value of Simple. Simple.